Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wrestling Anonymous, please hold. Welcome to Wrestling Anonymous, the hotline podcast call-in show where you, the wrestling fan, or the person with any kind of experience based upon pro wrestling, calls in, leaves an anonymous voice memo or message, and I, Colt Cabana, host and curator, collect the calls, edit them up, present them to you in a fun, short, easy little podcast. This isn't the only podcast I do. Before we get to the calls... Three straight weeks of The Art of Wrestling are headed your way and actually already started. Download my talk with Alex Reynolds of The Dark Order and make sure you're subscribed. Also, find the podcast Pro Wrestling Fringe. 13 bingeable stories about fringe things that have happened in wrestling. The shows are free and include a brand new one me and Colin Hunter of Kayfabe News just worked on about Tyson Kidd and Davey Boy Smith Jr. wrestling for the WWF before they even had their driver's license. Maybe you want more of this podcast. And you can get that too. Over on the Patreon, for just five bucks, I put out two more bonus shows. Those come out the first and the 15th of the month. Those are at patreon.com slash cold cabana. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple and Spotify. Put out your support on social media. Spread the word. You got a friend? Tell them about the show. Tell them this podcast is a great home for their weird story to live. But what about you? Do you have a great story to call in? Maybe you are a manufacturer of my new Upper Deck card, which I do have some of my personal collection and will sign them over at ColtMerch.com. But maybe you noticed I put fuckface on my singlet for my card. You caught it, and you had it removed. Okay, maybe that wasn't me, but I wish I had done that. Billy Ripkin is a legend. Go watch Jack of All Trades by Stu Stone. I was in the movie. It's about cards. There's two very easy ways to share a story with the world. Email a voice memo to 87cabana34 at gmail.com or pick up the phone. Dial 87cabana34. That's 872-222-6234. The messages aren't coming in as fast, and I am calling you out for you to call in the show. 87cabana34 is the number... Give it a call and leave a message after the beep. Wrestling Anonymous, please hold. A handful of years ago, I was at the local community college earning my associate's degree 
um, the local community college required us to have X amount of volunteer hours for like local nonprofits and what have you. In my personal life, I do a lot of graphic design and have been very fortunate to continue doing so. So I worked with, I guess, like the local coordinator at the college in order to do graphics for like a local, like military related nonprofit, like dealing with veterans and what have you. So I showed up and I was wearing like a WWE shirt that I bought at a local thrift store. I'm sitting there meeting this woman who is in charge of this organization and we're talking about graphic design and she sees my shirt and is like, oh, you you watch uh, wrestling? I was like, yeah, 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 I love wrestling. You know, I watch Spring of Honor, you know, Impact and all that stuff you know, at the time. She's like, oh, yeah, I used to date a wrestler, Sid Udy, nice guy. And you know, this woman is probably in her 50s, maybe, maybe 60s at this point. I, I, you know, really difficult to tell. And for some reason, I just said, I don't believe you, which for me is a very out of character to state something like that. But I just found it like, that's a really random claim, you know? So she uh, gets on her smartphone and pulls up Facebook and has loads of like just random bar pictures of like Sid carrying her and like them on like on dates and stuff like Steamboat is in some pictures, Piper is in some pictures. I was legitimately floored. Like, uh, I live in Charlotte, so it's very common, like, you know, JCP and all that stuff be in the area. But it's wild to see how interwoven everything was at a time, even though wrestling still predominate here. I don't believe you. You are full of bullshit. Why would she know that name? Sid Udi. Udi? Either way, in your face. You got put in your place. Her and Sid would get down. Listen, they all might not look like lookers in their older years, but when they were of partying age, when they wanted to know how vicious Sid Vicious really was, they got to know. It's the best when there's somebody who's like, oh, yeah, I know this person. And to them, either A, it's a nobody or not important or or, or B or whatever it is. She knew him as the sexy man that she went on dates with and, and was courting. She didn't know him as the master and ruler of the world like we did. I'm glad she called you out and she had such a fun wrestling connection in a non-wrestling situation. My closest friends used to go to this dumpy hotel bar called Hanran's in Ashwabanan, which is a suburb of Green Bay. Uh, we were there most Saturdays. We would always sit at the same table. Uh, the table next to us was also filled with regulars. The same people. They had their table, we had ours. Our group became fast friends. One in particular was a little person that said he was a wrestler. I wasn't into wrestling, so I did not know the extent of, I, I guess, his fame. A bunch of Saturdays later, um, we're all pretty close, and him and I were sitting at the bar. Our friends were at our tables. We are ordering beers smoking our cigarettes, the air conditioner in this shit bar is out. So it is super hot. We're all in gym shorts and undershirts. My best friend, Gary, his butt is notoriously always hanging out. This wrestler and I are walking back from the bar after we get our beers. He is in front of me. He's walking to his table, which is beyond ours. Uh, He turns back and almost poses, takes a cigarette, and ashes it into my friend Gary's butt crack. We were laughing, looking at each other, 
everybody on his table wanted to know what was going on, you know, from him, and everybody at my table wanted to know what was going on from me. He didn't say anything. It was just kind of an unspoken thing. I started liking wrestling around 2012. Water City Wrestling Con. I thought it'd be funny to get my friend Gary a signed picture of this guy. And so I tell him the story. Him and his painting partner, I believe they have like a best friend gimmick. He gets swarmed by a bunch of kids. Well, I'm halfway through the story. I finished the story, and it just made me think, he's probably ashed many cigarettes in many butt tracks. Yeah, like that was absolutely no big deal to him. And let me guess, a little person in Wisconsin, in the Green Bay area, uh, I have a guess as to who that is, and I'm sure a lot of you at home probably have already deduced it, but we haven't gotten a lot of stories of wrestlers at their local watering hole becoming a local, and I, I assume this person that he's talking about is a friend of mine, and I know that he's a regular at the local bar that he lives at or lives near, and I also know he's a, a little mischievous devil. I would imagine from an outside perspective seeing a, a little person roaming around the bar, ashing cigarettes and people's butt cheeks just to pop that guy. That was the only reason to make him laugh because he knew it would make him laugh. And then to figure out later when, uh, when he's trying to tell your friend a story and you're not even paying attention because it's just a normal thing. So that's exactly what we're looking for here at wrestling anonymous. <laughs> these kind of stories, these kind of tales, nobody would believe you. Nobody would care as much as we do here on this anonymous podcast. I'm a school teacher in South Carolina. I, w I work at a high school, and I have a student with me uh, this school year. She she came to me as a student who had uh, been in a lot of trouble in the middle schools and just going down a path that that uh, would cause her to not be so successful in school. So before she came to me, I, I had heard about her, and, and after, after being a teacher for so many years, you kind of, uh, have your guard up on, on, on a student like this. But, uh, basically I've, I, I've been with this student, uh, this school year and she has been the sweetest girl, really wants to turn her life around, has made, has, has made A's and B's all, all throughout the school year. She's really working hard. About halfway through the fall semester, I noticed that she wore an AEW, uh, sweatshirt. I watch eight. AEW uh, weekly, and and I, I went to her and I said and I said, hey, I, I see you're wearing that sweatshirt. Are you are you a big wrestling fan? And, and she said, yes, I am. And that was a great way for her and I to connect. Every week we talk about Dynamite, we talk about Rampage, and you know I, I ask her what she thought of this or that, um, you know, and and it's a real good way uh, to connect with her. But she's a, a really turning things around you know, really working hard. Oh, this is one of those heartwarming stories for me. I relate in terms of I was a kid. And if I found out any teacher knew anything about wrestling, I would work so hard to have a connection with them, but you know, they would keep their distance. So I really like that. This teacher is like a wrestling fan and went really hard at the student to have a bond with the student. This is what it's all about. It's so nice to hear that even before you found out about that wrestling bond, that in your class, she did well. And yes, it is about that connection with the student. From my days, I remember like I was a saint in some classes with the teachers I respected or respected me. 
And I could be the biggest piece of shit to a teacher if they, I don't know, rubbed me the wrong way or did something I didn't like. So that says a lot about you as a teacher is right away you got her respect. And now you have this thing. I don't want to say that you could dangle over her, but hopefully makes her happier, more connected, more focused. And like you said, on the right path to a better life. Those are the formative years. You're having an opportunity to really set her on a path for a better life as opposed to a harder life. And one of those keys gets to be your bond with wrestling. She'll remember this for the rest of her life. I remember mine. You remember yours. She will She will definitely remember this. I'm assuming you, you know that and understand that power as you move forward. Wrestling Anonymous, please hold for sponsors. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. In the late 80s, I went to college in Pittsburgh. Uh, being from a rural area, one of the things I was most excited about was the ability to go to big sporting events, including wrestling. I was always a big NWA TBS 605 fan, and I was thrilled they were going to have a house show that fall in 1989 at the Civic Arena. A guy in my dorm always seemed to know a lot about wrestling and amazed us by predicting what would happen. I'd later learned that he, he got one of the newsletters, but at time, I, the time I didn't know those things existed. Uh, one of the storylines at the time was that uh, Robin Green had turned on Rick Steiner and began managing the Team of Doom. They wore masks and tried their best not to reveal who they were there at the start. The guy in my dorm told me that Doom was Butch Reed, who I had seen briefly in the WWF, and Ron Simmons, who I'd seen on TBS a couple times, but I didn't think much of it. This guy said Simmons was going to be big. He was All-American. They had big plans for him. I thought, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. I was most excited about the big Ric Flair versus Terry Funk title match in a Texas death match there at the arena. I went early as I'd been to Civic Arena a few times for Penguin games, and I knew where the players would park. We'd sometimes wait for them, and even though we couldn't get very close to them, sometimes they would come over and sign stuff for us. So I thought I'd go and see if any of the wrestlers came in the same way. Alas, whether it was my timing was wrong or I don't know, I didn't see anybody, and I was about to go inside 
when a nice Lincoln pulled up, and out of the car got the team of doom. I was amazed. They were, while dressed in regular clothes, they got out with their masks on. You know, it was amazing. They went to such lengths to keep the secret. There were two ladies with them, who I assume were their wives, and they got their bags and headed in. But just as they started down the ramp, the one lady yelled out, Ron, get the door. <laughs> Shocked, I was once again surprised the guy in my dorm was right. Doom number one did go back to the car, shut the door, and headed back down into the arena. And I thought I heard him mutter something under his breath, which looking back now I could guess was probably, Damn. Or kayfabe, or you dummy, I told you not to call me Ron. I'm trying to hide my secret identity. I related to this one a lot because I think I've told the story before. When I was a kid, I had no clue who Doom was, but they were big and bad and awesome. And I thought they were the coolest. And then when their masks got taken off, I was like, that's where they've been. But I was also an eight or nine year old at the time. So it was perfect for me, the eight or nine year old kid. I don't know about an adult. I'm sure all the adults knew exactly who Doom was at the time. That part I absolutely loved, and obviously a loved one. Totally exposing because why would they know, or should they know? Their husband is going to work, or their boyfriend, or their brother, or whatever it is. They're going to work, and they're just coming along to this little show that they're doing. But to us, it's everything. And a moment that we never forget, and we call a podcast about. 2007, 2008. I don't remember the year exactly. But I'm in college. I am back home in uh, Bruce, Mississippi, which is about 70 miles south of Memphis. And I'm with a friend, and he's never been to a wrestling show before. There's a local wrestling show at the National Guard Armory. I see that Handsome Jimmy Valiant is going to be there. I'm like, dude, we got to go. We got to go see Handsome Jimmy. We had prior commitments for other things. We end up coming. But it's the last three shows of the night. The promoter or the man at the door was nice enough to let us just walk in. He said, don't worry about it. You've missed so much. I said, thank you. I bought some popcorn. I bought a hot dog. I bought a drink. Handsome Jimmy had already wrestled, sadly. But he's hanging out in the bag, so I just go and talk to him. Fast forward to the main event. Handsome Jimmy and I are still talking, and he tells me, oh, the boys that just won are the promoter's son. And I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, you should, uh, you should mess with him a little bit. I said, okay. So I started calling him paper champs. There's about 40, 50 people between us and we're jaw jacking back and forth. The wrestler kid calls me a whore and I'm just like, what? And so I stupidly enough go, the whore is the one that gave birth to you. All of a sudden this kid's mom comes out and goes, who fucking said it? Who fucking called me a whore? And this kid that just finished wrestling a barbed wire tag team match is coming after me in a group of people. And Handsome Jimmy just looks at me and he goes, I think you ought to get out of here, boy. And I just left. And I am now banned from the National Guard Armory in Bruce, Mississippi. <laughs> well, that does sound like Southern wrestling. Oh, that's so fun. And you've been banned from the National Guard Armory. You came in for a good time. And Jimmy, he's persuasive. The boogie woogie man. You listen to him. You got peer pressured into calling that woman in front of her face that she is a whore. How dare you? How dare you? I think that's the right thing. 
You partook in the wrestling fan game. You did the correct thing. And the mom did too. Although I think you were doing it ironically. I don't think she was. And Jimmy Valiant, who's been around the world a million times and has been to not only some of the biggest shows in the world, but has wrestled all of the smallest shows in the world. I've been on some with him there. He was just taking it in. Another day on the job for him. And I bet Jimmy Valiant has zero recognition of that. But at the time, he got a nice chuckle out of it. I started training with Chris Hero in a little gym in Middletown with his friend Adam and his uh, friend Heartthrob Halsley. We did a show in Troy, Ohio at this little bitty gymnasium. I believe it was the promoter's niece or something like that. He carried out a chair, yelled at her, put her to made her sit on the chair. It was like Chris's first match as I maybe first second match as the as the wife beater. We're in the back and there's this guy named the legend Larry Lane. He was teaching us arm bars and stuff like that. And so Chris had his chair that he's gonna carry out as his gimmick as the wife beater. Larry comes in, he's an old guy, probably in his seventies, grabs Chris's chair, gets buck naked and sits on Chris's chair with his manhood laying across the seat of Chris's chair while we're sitting there tying up our boots, talking, and and it was just the most awkward thing ever. It was my first time being in a wrestling locker room, but Chris Hero's very first chair of the wife-beater gimmick had an old man's balls on it. It was hilarious. Yeah, I guess you could relate that to, let's say, Balls Mahoney. He always came out with his chair. That was his gimmick. He held on the chair. And that was the same thing that Chris was doing very early on in his career with that character that he was playing, that he smartly changed his name and became Chris Hero. But at the time, he was a guy who came out with a chair. So just imagine, this is your weapon. This is your Jimmy Hart megaphone. This is your Mr. Fuji Kane. This is your chair. And an old wrestler just plops his balls out and drops it on there. The fun part is, as a wrestler for many years... This is of zero surprise to me. It's just what happened. The first thing that comes to my mind is a show I did in Tijuana with Super Porky years ago, and he couldn't have been more nakeder sitting on a chair. And yes, I shouldn't be looking at him, but believe me, that's all he wanted was for everybody to look at him. He was probably naked on that chair for a good 10 to 15 minutes. And here I am. Years later, shouldn't be talking about it, but of course you talk about it especially when it relates to a call on your very own podcast. Wrestling Anonymous, please hold for sponsors. This past Saturday, I went to my very first independent show, and I was really excited. So when I got there, about five feet next to me, there was this old couple, which if I had to describe them, they looked like wrestling grandpa, med, a cowboy, and they were all dressed up as cowboys and, you know, good for them, and they were really into the show. So when it came time for the main event, and I felt bad because this was my first indie show, and I had no idea who these people were. The good guy won the championship from the heel, and as the ring announcer was handing the referee the championship to hand to the winner, the old cowboy snatched the title away from the ring announcer and started parading around the ring, celebrating with the new champion. And I was like, man, this is my first indie show, and that's my experience. Hell yeah. That's exactly how your first indie wrestling experience should be. 
some random old dude dressed as a cowboy grabbing the belt and celebrating with the new champion or the winner or the local wrestler who let's assume was either his son or his neighbor or his grandkid. But I'm really hoping that it was part of an angle and it's like Cowboy Bob Orton or Dory Funk or somebody really wrestling famous that everybody knew what was happening. But this guy was just like, I don't know, some old cowboy guy just interjected himself in the show. And I guess that's what happens at wrestling shows. And yes, even if it was somebody famous, forget everything I said. That's exactly what happens at independent wrestling shows and cherish them for the rest of your life. During the uh, 60s and 70s, wrestling was held at the Fort Green Gardens, and the wrestlers would sit in the dressing rooms of the hockey players. And there was a big separation between them, you know, so they couldn't, couldn't talk to each other. I'd go in there into the dressing rooms to say hello to the wrestlers and pick up the programs and chit-chat and everything. On occasion, George Gadaski would ask me to pass his note on to someone, usually Nick Bockwinkle, and sometimes they wait for an answer, sometimes not. So I'd do this and then go back to selling programs and et cetera, et cetera, never think anything of it. One day, I got the note, never read them, you know, just passed them. It happened to be Nick Bonkway, who was very, very fame, and uh, looked at me and said, what? Said, hang on. Scribbled a thing and brought it back to the face's dressing room. Gave it to George, and he read it and gave it to, I don't know, got very indignant. Wait a minute. And, back and, and this went back and forth, and finally, Nick looks at me, backs me into a corner, he says, you tell that effing, and then I heard a voice in the thing, kayfabe, so it stopped. He wrote down an answer, very indignant. I brought it back, and that was the end of it. Now, fast forward to nowadays, with podcasts and, and such, and it dawned on me that what I was probably doing was passing on the finish to some matches, or in one particular case with Nick Bogwinkle, his match, and he didn't like it. And I thought, whoa, if I had only read some of those messages, I wonder if the mystique of pro wrestling, because I totally believed in it at the time, if that would have disappeared, or if it would have made any difference at all. First of all, wrestling grandpa, can we get you out of that car, please? You can't be doing messages while driving in a car and reaching in the Wendy's bag, okay? Second of all, you totally should have looked. Why didn't you look? No one was going to know if you looked. There wasn't like cameras in the 60s or the 70s in the hallways to see if you looked. You should have looked. Even if you kept it to your last dying breath, not telling anyone, you should have looked. You have to look. Wrestlers passing notes back and forth and you're the person? Come on. Lastly, that was text messaging back in the 60s. Isn't that crazy? I mean, they were just talking to their opponents, but they were in separate locker rooms because the fans wanted them in separate locker rooms. They wanted to believe and they needed to talk to each other about something. That was text messaging. Find the little kid who's selling programs, who's allowed to go into both locker rooms 
and, and use them as a messenger pigeon. <laughs> That's all you were, a wrestling messenger pigeon. And you were probably great at it. And we'll never know if the mystique would have been ruined for you or not, but we appreciate that it happened and you were able to call in. Wrestling Anonymous, please hold for the credits. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Wrestling Anonymous. Today's show was edited and produced by myself in my studio apartment in Chicago, Illinois. Music is by Matt Coon Music on Twitter. Podcast cover art by Donna619 on Instagram and voiceover work by at Sarah Joy Shockey. I'm on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. Everything is at Colt Cabana. Go download and binge Pro Wrestling Fringe, the podcast. Short stories about the weird fringe things in wrestling. Listen to all the past Art of Wrestling archives and the three new ones coming up. They're all available on the Art of Wrestling podcast feed where you can download them all with ads for free or grab them ad-free on my Patreon, patreon.com slash Cabana. Sign up now at the $10 tier and I'll give you a vinyl sticker and I'll send it to your house. I'll also personally write your address and give you a fun little nickname while I'm at it. Or sign up at the $20 tier and I'll send you an autographed swear word each month. Collect them all. I just sent out all of the January and February stickers. Thank you for your patience. The March one will come April 1st. Don't forget about the 1st and the 15th of the month. New different bonus calls at the Patreon. I do the bonus calls live to subscribers of my Twitch, twitch.tv slash Cabana. Twitch is free. It's a very fun community of video games and other stuff. Subscribers get their perks. All my shirts and custom video messages are over at prowrestlingtees.com slash Cabana, where I have a new Maxwell Street t-shirt. Please pick that up. Or head on over to ColtMerch.com where you can buy all of my other Colt Cabana merch, including signed Upper Deck Colt Cabana cards from my personal collection and all the usual goodies. I still print out my labels and ship them myself. For information on me and updates on live independent wrestling shows like my appearance at Glory Pro Wrestling in St. Louis on Sunday, March 20th, go to ColtCabana.com for details. AEW will be touring Orlando, Texas, Jacksonville, and more. For ticket information and information on how you can watch All Elite Wrestling every Wednesday and Friday night on TNT and TBS, Monday and Tuesday on YouTube, head on over to AllEliteWrestling.com. 87Cabana34 is the number. That's 872-222-6234. Or email a voice memo to 87Cabana34 at gmail.com. The show, it only works if you give it a call. So give it a call, please. Thanks. Goodbye.